is up everybody welcome back to another h&k video game experience i'm hollywood cole here with Clearfire. what's up dude what's going on man and also here with uh rob from rob and rob what's up man hey how's it going thanks for having me again uh welcome welcome back and uh it's been a long time since we've done a podcast and it's great because we're going back old school talking about mega man on the nes doing a little review some tips and tricks maybe i don't know some uh fun facts and uh, just kind of chop this old classic up if you were born in the 80s or i grew up with this nes then you certainly will have played this one and it's uh definitely a classic that uh does it live up today though i don't know we'll find out but uh since we've been gone for so long man how you guys been how you been clear i've not been doing too good i'm not gonna lie we've had the plague travel through the house here and so now it's now it's gotten to my turn and i feel like yeah really bad i'm not gonna say what i said on all fair just because you know don't need to say that but yeah i feel pretty bad feel pretty crummy but i'm here to do the podcast because the podcast is more important than being sick that's right exactly man so we we're supposed to do it last night Monday and then mm-hmm. my my wonderful PMI chapter that I am the president of said that oh yeah you got to have a president's call with all the presidents of the region that I'm in because we're in what's called region six and so I had that president's call so I, that had to take place instead so I apologize for my extracurricular activities getting involved with the all-important podcast yeah, so we do these podcasts late, so they had to do the PMS thing late, man. The PMS. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's up with you, Rob? How you been, man? I've been all right, man. They got me uh, working days again, so oh, I'm pretty much good. free most nights now. We need yeah. to podcast the fool out of him then. We better get all that we can out of him while he's still working uh, days. Yeah, That's I, haven't, right, I haven't worked a single shift for one whole month, so I don't know. It should be soon that I'm moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. How long you got down to your... P, uh, PCS man, are you doing oh, it for a while? Yeah, indefinite. Yeah, cool. indefinite. Nice man. Yeah, that's a lot of that's fun. That's good to know you'll be there, man. Um, did you uh, you've been playing Breath of the Wild lately, huh? I have been. That uh, it is a very immersive game. It's huge. Yeah, dude. I probably got fifty hours. And I haven't even unlocked all the uh, regions yet. <laughs> yeah oh man yeah that's a great game dude that's one of those you plug in and you just don't stop until it's it, done it's been uh my wife was saying she's gonna take it away from me because it's been <laughs> it's been a little crazy i'm like all right i'm just gonna do this last shrine I'm just gonna do this last shrine and then it's like 11 yeah. 30 i'm like i gotta get up in five hours <laughs> oh yeah. man yes I, I burned it out on shrines that was so much fun doing the shrines it's just so great how you'll see something in a distance and that was the miyamoto's thing you see something oh. in a distance and you can get to it but so you're traveling to it, and then you run into so much other cool stuff along yes. the way to jump in. It's just equally as cool, and man, you just get so sidetracked, and it's awesome. Or it's you get the tunnel vision so like fun. I do, and you run through a, 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 an area where everything is just like can obliterate you in one hit, and you're trying your best to dodge that to get all the way yeah. across to this thing that you're probably oh, yeah. too weak to get to anyway, but you just saw it and thought it was cool, so you're going to run to it. Yeah, it's a great game, man. So, but anyway, man, so what's been going on in the news? We hadn't talked in a while. Well, we haven't talked in a while. And before I really touch on the news, I want to just bring up one quick thing. And that's about the H&K Miss and the gifts. 
All you listeners out there, don't worry. You're going to get your gifts. We apologize for the time it's taken with some sickness, some people getting out of town and things like that. It's kind of slowed us down. We all have who we have to send our gifts to. So we all have that list and we will be getting gifts out to you shortly. So don't worry. You're going to get your gifts. All the people that have messaged me because I've been getting them. You're getting your gifts. We haven't forgot about you. Please don't worry. We're going to get you to get you, get you to them. And they are better gifts this year, I think, than last year. That's just my opinion. And two, while we're at it, I want to do a shout out because I was go- so hoped I could have gotten the gifts to, to, to this one person ahead of time. It was Kyle Olam. His birthday was the 29th of January, and he was looking forward to having this as a birthday gift, kind of oh in a way. Gosh, and so man. I kind of feel, so I kind of feel a little you bad about that. Bad. So, so I'm going to give him a shout out here <laughs> on the podcast, a belated happy birthday. And Kyle, don't worry, your gift is going to be in the mail shortly, as soon as I can walk to the post office, which will hopefully be in about two days after I recover from whatever this sickness is that I have. But you'll make sure you put some sanitizer on your hand before you mail that gift. I'll put some sanitizer, yeah. And I might drop a little extra in there, too, since this is birthday. I'll see if I can find a little extra drop in there. If I can't, I apologize. (laughs) I might just drop you a... might just drop you a... Happy birthday, dude. Happy belated birthday. Sorry we let you down with the present, but like like Clear said, we'll get them out soon. Yeah, come to the H&K podcast where we always let you down on your birthday. (laughs) Solid. So, all right. So, uh, besides besides being silly about that, um, uh, what I do want to touch on a little bit in the news is the rumblings of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. As you know, as most of you listeners know and hope all of y'all know, me and Hollywood are primarily PS4 players. We don't have Xbox x systems we um played xbox 360 we went to the playstation for the next generation jump from the 360 to the uh playstation 4 so we don't have that so i haven't been following a lot in it but i wanted to keep up with it so i could tell y'all the one big thing there is everybody's talking about what is the mystery port on the back of the xbox series x because they've already released what the xbox series x looks like it looks like basically a computer tower it's almost like a desktop PC that's been stood up on its side, but in a cube, a rectangular cube shape. It's kind Let of guess. an inter- huh. Let me guess. I don't know what it's for. I haven't read it, but I bet it's for VR. Actually, no. That's not okay. the theory. That's not the theory. So they are thinking that they are going to be using a kind of proprietary expandable storage solution, and that's what the the, the oh, thought is. Oh gosh, for that's it. even worse. Yeah, that is. So that that's kind of that's kind of what it what the thoughts and everything's been pushed around because it, it's a rectangular it's a long rectangular port on the back of the xbox series x i'll post a picture of the back of it and everything on the facebook page so y'all can see what it looks like and everything and have your own ideas and whatnot so really that's only the main thing on that and of course the prices they're kind of coming up with ideas for prices two things on the price for the xbox series x one it looks like the top line one is going to be priced around seven hundred dollars which in my opinion Jeez. if you're going to my opinion if you're going to spend $700 why don't you just put that money toward a gaming PC the reason why i say this the reason why i say this is because xbox has now kind of blurred the lines between pc and console for their side 
pretty much all the games you can get on Xbox, you can get on PC. There's no exclusives for them. And they also said when they release the Xbox Series X, there will be no Series X exclusives. So that means if they release it on the Series X, they're probably going to still release it on the Xbox One X. So you're still going to have that gap there. So there's really no incentive to buy the new system at that point. And then also, too, with the blurred lines between the PC and the Xbox as it is. Because now they have the Gamer's Pass and everything where you can play pretty much any game, anywhere, on any system. And it's just kind of... I really think they're diluting themselves on that. But, you know, gaming PC... That's kind of a big deal, you know, because people put a lot of money into those. So those are really the big things there. And also, too, with the Xbox Series X, the low system is looking around the $500 mark, which is it's a, it's a little above last generation, but it's still on par with what, you know, you would expect, especially with bump ups and everything they're talking about. But the problem that we've I've been hearing about this is that that low version's not going to be ready for the release of holiday 2020. So... I think Xbox is doing, or Microsoft is doing a double no-no. One, in having the top-of-the-line Series X at 700 and then not being prepared to release the low version on holiday 2020. So it looks like it could be a bad scenario again for Microsoft. We'll have to wait and see it plays out. This is all just rumors. Don't take anything of what I say as the holy grail. It's just, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I'm just gathering what I've seen so far in the rumors. So... The next thing I want to just kind of hit on, unless y'all want to talk anything about any of that. Well, I'm just curious. You're talking about the external port. Like, how, how big are these games going to be? I tried to just look it up real quick, and I couldn't find anything. Well, some of the rough thoughts are when you look at something like Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a 100-gig game. Yeah. And when you're looking at trying to push it to 4K and above, because they're even starting to talk right. about 8K, and you're looking at making these games play at over 60 frames a second, you're looking at a lot bigger things at that point so it's going to expand how big it is to download these games and have these uh, downloads on your on your system because even if you have the disc you still have to have those downloads and you still have to have the hard drives to hold it a two terabyte hard drive is not going to put is going to be you know not going to put a dent in that with all the games that we have in the size they come out with the 4k and the elevated up to 8k graphics so just it's one of those things where we kind of have to look and see what Microsoft is thinking on this because they haven't released much of the specs yet, and they are talking about doing SSDs, which is great. That helps reduce um, helps reduce loading times and things like that. But until we big. know until we know what SSD they're going with, until and and if they're going to have any type of backup storage solution in the box, we really can't make a huge decision on that. But we do know that it is going to be holiday twenty twenty released for both systems. Um, the Xbox Series X and the and the PS5. Xbox Series X, they're just going to basically call them different Xboxes. I'm not sure yet. The Series X actually covers both the low-end and the high-end version. And we do know that both systems, the Xbox and the PS5, are going to utilize AMD Zen 2 graphics, uh, AMD Zen 2 processors. So these are custom processors that they're building for these systems. So hopefully that, you know, does something good for them. So I'm going to jump over to the PS5 unless anybody else has anything on that. So the PS5, as you know, I don't know if, if y'all have been keeping up with it, but they now have a PS5 website live. So you can go to the PS5 website. There's nothing there. 
It just says <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> it just says we're, we're starting. To, we're gonna slowly release information, uh, and here's a mailing list for you to join. Well, there was a rumor that they were actually going to have a big announcement um, on February 5th, which is today. We're recording on the February 5th. And there is no announcement happening. There's rumors that it might happen around February 20-ish, but there's been no mailers go out to press. In the past, about three weeks before the event, they have mailers go out to press so they can be prepared to come. Um, And two, of course, with all of the flight hazards we have going on right now, because you know we all have the spread of the coronavirus and all that stuff going on, they kind of been kind of standoffish about what they want to do and how they want to do that. So you've got that. You've got all the different things on the PS5. I'm not going to go into detail any everything about it, but backwards compatibility is a huge thing going on. Um, modular downloads. I do want to mention this. Play, uh, PlayStation is saying that if you buy a game, and say you buy like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and you only like the multiplayer, you will be able to only install the multiplayer, and you can leave the whole single player part out. If you like the single player and don't like the multiplayer, you'll be able to install that. So it's going to be modular, or at least that's what they're planning to try to do. So kind of cool. Helps saves on storage space. I think that's a smart move. Also could help improve load times. The other thing is, is the PS5, DS5, the DualShock 5. There are, there's a big rumor video going around right now of it, and it's going to have adjustable thumbsticks where you can raise and lower them change them concave basically it's like an elite version of the ds4 so i'll put that video on our facebook page it's a rumor as of now but the last time i saw a rumor this tight it came to be fruition which was the um the images of the uh developmental kit of the ps5 that's the same people that released this so maybe there's a lot of things to it don't know but the big thing behind PS5 right now is the fact that, <coughs> excuse me, is Sony is actually kind of sitting in a waiting game to see what Xbox does as far as their release price of their low end PS, of uh, their low end Xbox Series X. Sony is trying to price their their system, which they're releasing, as far as I know right now, just one system. They're trying to release it at that price level to be more competitive, and this and their their one system should be in comparison and comparable to the top of the line Xbox series X. So once again, take that with a grain of salt, just rumors I've heard. Hopefully that's some good little tidbits of information. I'll start posting a lot of this on our Facebook page starting tomorrow, since I will most likely be sitting at home in the bed. I will actually try to get some stuff on our Facebook page for us. So you can check that out and look at that. So without further ado. All right, cool. What are you getting it, Rob? You getting you a PS five? Uh, negative. Getting you an Xbox. You're an Xbox <laughs> guy, huh? <laughs> Not so getting I, any of. I, I did get an Xbox 360 when they came out, but I had a bunch of buddies that were playing uh, some first person shooter at the time. Yeah, so <laughs> I love it. Some first person <laughs> shooter. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's well, all news to me, man. I, I, don't, I don't pay much attention to all that. So what's why uh why not modern? What's your appeal to retro games over modern games? I've been meaning to ask you. So I think a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. You know, it's the games that I grew up playing. Yeah. Um, I would say the primary driving factor for it was nostalgia, and then I have like a I kind of have a completionist attitude yeah. where like okay. once I start something, I got to finish it. So that's where the whole yeah. Nintendo thing came into play. But you know, we were talking about Breath of the Wild. 
um, you know, before we started this and, and it's so huge. It's so gigantic. So it's like, I can pop in a Nintendo game and grind on it, grind on it, go back after week after week. So I guess like you're getting your hours in, but now if I pop Castlevania and you know, okay, I can play that game for an hour or two, beat it, move on with my life. Like I I can spend a night doing that. I can't put breath of the wild in and beat that game in four hours and call I guess you could if you, you know, got that good, but yeah, these new games that are coming out, you, you definitely got to, and I don't want to say I don't spend a lot of time playing games. Obviously, you know, I collect, so I do, but you get so wrapped up in it and really where it, where it stopped at was like the PlayStation. You know, when I was playing final fantasy seven and I put so many hours into that game, it was just like running a marathon. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's a good, uh, good way to look at it i guess i never looked at it that way actually yes yeah, it's kind of like you get involved in these games these rpgs and these stories and mm-hmm. uh but man it is fun to just turn on a game and and play it and and and, and complete it you know yeah it's like and, you did something and so you know part of that completionist attitude comes into play because these you know i'm playing the new zelda and it's well i gotta beat it 100 percent. yeah and i've committed myself <laughs> to it all right yeah so for you guys that don't know for rob and rob He's uh, if you hadn't heard our previous podcast, he's a collector. He's got in and how many how many NES games are you lacking to get the entire collection of NES games? I'm down to fifteen. Fifteen. 15. Jeez, man, you got Sky Kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. That is one of the great ones. Uh, I was talking to Weed Doc about that one the other day. Sky Kid and uh, he mentioned Dino Ricky, and I think I have that one. You got Dino Ricky? I do. Yeah, I do have. Is that on there? I think so. Yeah. Which ones are you missing? What's, is there some that we would know that you're missing? Um. So a lot of them are more of the rarer ones now that I'm missing. There's nothing over a hundred dollars that I'm missing right now. Oh wow. Um. The most common one that I'm missing is a game called Miracle Piano, but that's the oh, last. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the last game I want to get because it <laughs> just, doesn't do anything. Can you even play it without the keyboard? No, I don't think you can play it without the keyboard. You might be able to, but I do plan on getting a keyboard. Oh, that's so, yeah, that'd be expensive. I think they're, <clears throat> I think they're around eighty, ninety dollars. The problem is paying for shipping on them. Yeah. Uh. So, <laughs> I I actually found a Miracle Piano up in Atlanta, and I was debating on going up there. I was like, okay, well, it's you know a six hour drive. I can go up there. There's some restaurants that I like eating up there. We like eating up there, and the more I got thinking about it, you know, shipping's forty fifty dollars online. I was like, man, I would pay someone forty fifty dollars to go drive up and buy this for me. Shoot, so. Yeah. <laughs> so is that how you get all your games? Is just kind of like go to the stores and find them. You don't really go online and do them, do you? Yeah. So a lot of the times, I I'll have to for some of the more expensive ones, I had to go online. I had no other choice. Like eBay yeah. was was really where it was at. But the problem that with going on eBay with some of these games, Menace Beach was probably the hardest game for me to find and it's not crazy expensive but you would go on ebay and they'd be listed for two times you know the the regular sale value but the problem was there was none for sale yeah so it, it so took rare. a lot it took I, even so i actually picked it up off a of facebook group i'm part of a couple uh retro collector facebook groups and some guy went on there and he posted a whole bunch of the unlicensed games and 
I just snagged him up. He, he was given fair prices on him. I couldn't find him on eBay. I was like, man, yep, I'll name your price. I'll, I'll pay you. So, nice. Okay. Awesome. I was wondering how they do that. Yeah. And it's all done through PayPal. I mean, it's pretty secure. I mean, I don't, I don't make any transactions that's not through PayPal really because it's too, it's dangerous world it's we live in. It's too sketchy. Way too sketchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I so got I, the all important question for you now. Because as I look at your wall there and we talk about you're 15 games away from being complete and you're very much a completionist, what's your next completionist step after that? Are you going to move to Super Nintendo? Are you going to go to Genesis? So are you are you gonna do a little mix and match there? I mean, are you what, what's your what's your next step after that? That's just a question that I thought about and I thought everybody would like to know. I really wanted to get a complete boxed boxed book cart set for Gen, for Sega Genesis, and I started on it a long time ago. But the prices for Sega Genesis have just skyrocketed, and I don't want to go through the whole Nintendo thing again. You know, I kind of just <laughs> want to take it easy for a little bit. Um, so I'm sure that I'll pick up some Sega Genesis games here and there. There's there's a ton that I, I want to get. And I've put I've, what I've been doing is putting off other collections. You know, I'll see a game that I want for a good price, but we're like, nope, not going to get it. I got to just set it in the reserves for an NES game. But I never really played Super Nintendo when I was growing up, so I don't really have a, a pull to collect Super Nintendo. I do like Super Famicom. And there's some Famicom games that I want to get that were kind of Japanese exclusives as well. But I think the next set that I'm going to get is uh, the Philips CDI. Yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. you mentioning that. Yeah, it is uh, it is a horrible system. Not too many good <laughs> games on it. But it's it's one of those obscure things that I think I'd enjoy collecting for. <laughs> It'd be hard to find, I would think, different games for it. it it, it is it is pretty difficult to find so but the, luckily you know when you find the games for the most part there are a couple of games on there that are pretty expensive but for the most part they're all very reasonably priced whenever you find them yeah okay well um i was going to ask you this too so um recently so this was i guess recently i don't know how many months ago maybe two or three months so are you familiar with the game call of duty i am yes Okay, so uh, the new one, the Modern Warfare, they get a new engine, all kind of new stuff they did for it, really good. And one of the things that we've noticed is like, man, why can't I tell how many times I've died? You know, and so uh, for the longest time, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't show your deaths. It's, it's usually your KD, right? Yeah, like isn't that like a super important thing? You know, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm still, right. you know, it's been in every Call of Duty ever made. Yeah, like my all buddies right. are playing Call of Duty, and they're like, oh man, I went seventeen two. Like that's. Yeah. I don't know it'll if that's good at the or not, end. but it'll show it at the end when you die and or when it's over, it'll tell you everybody's KD, uh, but not during the match. Okay. Mm, okay. So we think about this, you know, a game that massive. Um, we think about these old school NES games like Mario 3 might have a team of 30 developers, right? These new, uh, new uh, companies have teams, hundreds of people. Right, so it costs. It's more expensive to make, is all I'm getting at. Um, games are still the same price, though, sixty bucks, and it's kind of a price point that they've kind of decided that's where people are going to buy games. Um, the, the console market, that's why that eight hundred dollars. Ask, uh, you know, Panasonic how that worked out for the 3DO if that's what uh, <laughs> if that's what they want to do. And that was back in well, you know, that was still I, the, th the 3DO is still more expensive than the new I still, Xbox. I, st <laughs> I still have my. Uh, 
3DO with the it was a reduced price of five ninety nine price sticker on oh, it. Oh, wow. I didn't pay. I think I picked it up in a garage sale, but that's I was like, like three grand back then. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like a yeah for anyway. motion capture video games. <laughs> so, um, so they here's what they did with the Call of Duty. Before I bring it up, all that information that I just told you, and then they released a a um, add-on for like 20 bucks. I don't remember how much it is. 10, 20 bucks is an add-on to tell you, give you a watch to tell you your deaths. Is that shady or is that good business? That's absolutely shady. That's so <laughs> shady. Know, one of the reasons, I guess, uh, and, and a subconscious pull to NES games is like, man, when you bought the game, you got the game. That was it. And so yeah. Sega's, or not Sega, sorry, Nintendo has been guilty of that too you know i saw in breath of the wild you can download the the additional dlc but that doesn't change like the, the essentials the of game. the game the basics of the games you know what i mean like yeah. i don't pay much attention to the newer video games but i know like the whole ea scandal when they were doing like loot crates and everything like that everyone was complaining about them i understand their i mean Yes, I, I would like to make more money as well. I created this video game, and now I, <laughs> right. now I have a way to make more money. But at what at what point do consumers lose faith in you? When you're right. building loot crates and doing loot crates today, and, and doing those um, uh, microtransactions, and you're doing them in such a way that it, that if you don't buy them, it slows your progress to yes. a crawl. Yeah, it's pay to win. Then it becomes pay to win, and it's shady. Yeah. Microtransaction, as long as they don't affect the game and I don't have to buy this to get what I want and what I need, then I'm fine with that. I mean, because we've talked about this, you know, um, Destiny 2 was a culprit of at one time doing microtransactions that were very shady and then okay. they went to just cosmetics. You know, you can buy the cosmetics. If you want to buy a dance, here you go. Great. You can buy a dance. If you want to buy a sparrow that all he does is take you from point A to point B, there you go. Doesn't do anything special. Doesn't get you any special bonuses. That's fine. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with those because you got to make money somehow. But so League, League of Legends does the same thing where you can you can pay to buy the, like the champion skins that you want. And yeah. I think that's great. I, it doesn't affect the game at ever. Maybe you get some new moves, but it's still, you know, there's no buffs or anything like that. And if somebody wants it, then yeah, then it, it's not taking away from the gameplay or making one single player stronger or say, so online gaming, people watching gaming, the, the worldwide sports of gaming is picking up like, you yeah. know, it, it is a multi-million dollar industry. And if that project, if that progress continues, we're going to have companies essentially paying gamers who are good just to be the best. And nobody's going to be able to touch them because they're not going to have the financial backing. Exactly. Did they get rid of that in Destiny 2? Get rid of what? The pay to win, essentially. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, to an extent. The biggest thing in Destiny now is they've gone to a seasons mode or a seasons model of where you have to pay for the seasons to get the seasonal content. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that because it's like... Oh, you paid X amount for the base game. Now you have to pay X amount to be able to do this part of the game. Now you have to pay mm -hmm. X amount to do this part of the game. If you're going to do that, just charge me like a WoW subscription, $15, $10 a month, and just let it be like that. It needs to be a subscription based at that point if you're going to do that type of model. Charging for that, and because they're like, well, if you don't want to play this season, you just don't have to pay. Well, hell, if you did the, pay to play, if you did the um, monthly subscription... 
if this season you didn't want it, just turn it off for that season. You know? Yeah, absolutely. There you, go. you know, I mean, so people, people pay just, a monthly subscription for like World of Warcraft. Exactly. I, that's fine. I, I, I'm not sure if there's additional things that you can buy in World of Warcraft, but a monthly subscription is fine. That's that's the new business model. I think a monthly subscription for a type of game that goes to a seasonal type of thing mm-hmm. is the way they should go because then you know going into it, okay. I've got to pay each month to play. Otherwise, I don't get to pay play that month. Well, if you but don't it, like the season, you're not going to play anyway. At the same time, though, don't you have to pay annually to be on, like, Xbox Live or PlayStation Live? Yeah. Like 55 Man. bucks, yeah. I guess that's not too bad, but A still. Year, yeah. You can, yeah. You can, you can get a... If you, if you wait till around Black Friday to the holiday season, you can get a year subscription to either one of the, either one of the systems for anywhere from 35 to 45 bucks. Okay. So that's what I do. I snipe them at the at that time, and I usually pay about thirty seven ish dollars for a year subscription. So, not to get too far off the Mega Man topic here, we're still going to come back to that. But uh, we always kind of well, while we got Rob here, it's, it's a uh, we've kind of started this podcast, and we actually put an ad out on Facebook for the for the podcast, and the kind of the tagline was "Keep Gaming Pure," and that's what we've kind of you know we grew up with it, just like you do, and. Uh, love these old games and you know you kind of see this direction that they're going and we can sit here and complain all day long about why it's wrong and it's 100 percent facts right but here's the truth here's the truth of it if you're a publisher what are you going to do what do you so what was the game you were talking about from ea um clear battlefront that, that was a, a real well, no, yeah, that was so yeah that was one that caused all the strife but what were you talking about the one that everybody was mad at before uh, do you remember uh, the ea was the uh the fifa the yeah fifa, FIFA 2019 2019 so a lot of bad pay to win stuff like that or no that was or no it was fifa 18 i think well fifa it was, it was FIFA, fifa 19 it was a pay to win in a soccer game it was yeah, pay, you to, pay win. to unlock the best like, characters and yeah, stuff it was like that really bad yeah in a soccer game yes and get the good characters, man. man. Yeah, like I could, pay, get I, could pay, I, I could pay to get uh, Ronaldo, <laughs> and then with Ronaldo, you know, you can de- defeat any team easy, and then nobody else could buy them, and they, they were selling them for like 30, 40 bucks. You know, they were sell- selling them for it's almost like, as much as you paid for the game. It's like Lawrence Taylor on Super Taylor <laughs> <laughs> um, or Jerry Rice. <laughs> but well, there, uh, there was only one of them, though. No, you all these people. Oh, everyone it's, it's can like, do you it. Like, okay, you like okay. buy yeah, something and then it gives you a random guy, and you just hope you get the right oh, one. Yeah, and it, man, and it was so random, that and, that, and that's crap. the kicker. It was random. You couldn't go it's, in and just buy that specific person. You buy a crate to have a chance at this person. That's insanity. And so yeah. all kinds of regulations came out behind it because that now, in a way, it becomes gambling because you're throwing your money in in chance to get something. That's gambling. I mean, that's a definition of gambling because you're not you're not guaranteed something. You're just hoping all right. So you let me ask this. you this: what 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 do you think the highest grossing game? What game made the most money last year? On all that being paid for what? subscriptions or whatever. What do you think? What game you're do you think made the most like, money? Something like uh, for, either, so, either yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite or Apex Legends. Yeah. Yes. Fortnite, yes. Fortnite like that. did made the most money. But it was down twenty five percent on a free to play game. Made the most money. Premium game that you had to buy first, FIFA two thousand nineteen top earner seven hundred eighty six million dollars that year. Are you kidding me, dude? Call of Duty Modern Warfare second was six hundred forty five million. Then Grand Theft Auto five for a Grand- soccer game. Yeah. Yes. 
overseas so, that soccer game is like crazy that's like the game they play oh yeah i guess that's fair i didn't think about that so it's a lot easier just to have us complain about it but but all i'm saying is guys if you're listening you've got to stop this nonsense this madness these pay to win games it's never going to stop and and i know that they're play, they're preying on kind of humanity's uh, flaw of I want it now and you know that's it I got them who cares it's five bucks you know that kind of crap when you know but the long-term effects of this are brutal it's like how smoking you, how do you feel about the amiibos then I don't like amiibos I don't like amiibos I don't like Skylander I don't do any of that uh, yeah. stuff because um, oh I know like for, um, and we just bring I'm bringing it back to Legend of Zelda because I know there's certain amiibos that you can unlock and it's nothing crazy, but you can get yeah. like a Ponya and they drop know. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so they don't take like, again, they don't take away from the base game and that's essentially kind of the, the, the area that gamers have kind of said, okay, yeah, you can do that. You well, know, if you, you get a little figure you can display too. Yeah. And so that kind of stuff you're, you're cool with. And, um, and even all the stuff like there's a, there's a formula that Fortnite does. Modern warfare does it too, where excuse me, as you level up, you get uh, unlock stuff. Right, yeah. stickers and whatever, just cosmetics. Sometimes you get characters though, don't really help you, but they do cool animations for finishing moves. But you only lock, unlock one out of every, you know, five. Yeah, little slides. But if you pay the twenty dollars a month or whatever, or twenty bucks, then you unlock every one of them per this yeah. season. It's just this new model that everybody's following. That's what Fortnite did. Well, something so for something, something uh, I, uh, yeah, I want to bring up this something I've enjoyed because I've been playing MT, MTG Arena which is Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering Arena. I've been playing that a good bit. And what I like about it is is you can win rewards in it as well, but you're actually winning cards and decks and things that help you play the game better. And you can win it by playing, or you can actually pay money to get it. And, of course, it's just like if you went and bought the pack of cards out there, it's completely random with what you get. But you can build up to get special things each time you buy a new pack. So I kind of like that system because it's like, okay, you've got either way. And two, you can win as much rewards as you want because the more you play, the more you can win very easily. So it kind of followed like the Hearthstone model on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting, man. It's just, you know, when it's that much money involved in these cell phone games and blah, blah, blah. There was something on Nintendo that when they did the Mario Kart, they did the Mario. Um, Scary about Mario Kart on the phone. They, uh, you played the beta, didn't you? Clear? I played the beta, and I, I play it still every once in a while now. And you playing against other people online? I haven't played the multiplayer online stuff yet. It okay, just, well, I, if you do, I've kind of kind of faded out from. I haven't played probably in two three months now. If you do, then um, you're going to see all these other names pop up and be on And they looked at it; they're not even online people, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's, they're yeah, not yeah, even yeah. online, but they yeah. know it, it triggers your little um, want to pay money to win to beat these other people yeah that are not even real people it's, yeah uh, no, no i've been playing it like that yeah yeah that they, they actually have, so they actually have a multiplayer part that i think's already come out where you can actually play actual people i'm sure you can i'm sure there's a part of that but they you well, know they didn't they, release it like day one when they dropped the game outside of beta it wasn't like that it was like it was in beta because in beta yeah. when you're racing you see all these random generated names that you're like oh i'm racing people you know and then when i read in the beta and talk to other beta players they're like hey are you really feel like you're playing other people because i noticed all of a sudden it was getting really easier as i knew this yeah. course really really easy not much competition and come to find out it's all ai racers that you're playing and even when they drop the game at the very beginning it's ai racers like even now it's still ai racers i think that they finally put the multiplayer piece in where you can choose to play other people but it's like 
if I'm not mistaken, it's more of a battle, not so much a race. Yeah, I don't know. I'd never played it, but I'm assuming it'd be something along the lines of if we can't find, say you need 16 people to race. If you can't find but 10, they'll fill in that other six with people that you think are online, um, you know, with other names. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but just the idea that they would put that in multiplayer to where you think you're playing online and everybody, there's no, yeah. they were just deceiving uh, on purpose is my point uh, back then because everybody's still like, are we playing other people or not? I don't know. It never said like, you know, no, you're not playing other people. We're just making you think this is just a test for the beta, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. They just, you know. So it's just, I like Nintendo, but man, they're start, I don't want to see them go down this road. Um, but uh, there's something with their cell phone games is how I know that, that how they, much money they made and all that. And it wasn't as good as it was supposed to have been. And so uh, that I can't remember. I don't want to even talk about it because I don't know all the details <laughs> about it. But um, anyway, let's talk about Nintendo game that they did right. Well, Mega Man. I, I got just one little thing to add well, to that. It's going to start it over. <laughs> it's going to be easy. Go ahead the, and add the, to the it. Only, uh, the only other point I want to add to is also to in our whole keeping gaming pure. Remember back in the day when you bought games, there wasn't pre-reserved games. You didn't pre-order games or anything like that. Yep. Hollywood's a big proponent about not pre-ordering games. I do it here and there. But I saw a meme the other day, and I just want to bring this up, that it was like saying that, why would you pre-order something that is not finished? Why would you pay for something that's not finished? It's So pre-ordering a game is basically paying for something that's not finished, saying, oh, yes, I'm going to buy this game even though it's not finished and I have no idea what it's going to be. And it just made me think of Hollywood, and since he brought all this up about the microtransactions and everything, I th- think it fits along in that same line of, pre-ordering is another way of keeping gaming is not keeping gaming as pure as it used to be here's what it is i know probably most people listen to this podcast worked at gamestop at some point in their life and you know even grand theft auto san andreas came out when i was working there and they had a ton of them you're not going to run out and plus like you said clear you can get it online okay but here's the problem if when you release a game especially nowadays if i'm a publisher and i'm going to release a game it's a needle in the haystack i don't care if it's god of war you know, it's still a needle in the haystack. People will forget about that game a week after it came. Oh, that was released? Oh, yeah, because everybody else is trying to po- promote their stuff. So it's a needle in the haystack is what I'm saying. So what do you have to do to make it be known? You have to spend money on advertising. you got to offer some good content. you got to offer tons of content to make people want to buy your game, something cool, something that stands out. Well, if I'm going to release the game, and it's a, now it's in February, if I'm going to release it in August, but i got 5 million pre-orders already, I'm not adding anything else to the game. I'm just finishing what I got because I'm already guaranteed to sell 5 million copies. If I got 200,000 pre-ordered, then I feel like I'm failing. I need to get more content or something out there to get this thing sold. So that's the the science behind why you don't pre-order because you just give the company no reason to do anything else for you. You've already, they've already sold their product to you the way that it is. Just like you said, an unfinished product or whatever. That's what happened with destiny. They took those two yep. con two uh, contents out and sold them as DLC three months later. Yep. Uh, it's just like, and it, it was on the disc and everything, man. I mean, it was just like, you know, well, so I mean, it's, anyway, it's dude. even like destiny too. Cause you could get, they, they hacked into other places that were yeah. part of the DLCs later on. It's just getting me fired up. This is my this is my hobby, man. I want to keep it keep it right. And, and so far, though, when like you said, Battlefront came out, people piped up, people went nuts, and they changed it. So I'm glad they did. Fact, they changed it and actually made Battlefront fact, Two a very good game. EA said we're going to. Uh, I don't know if it made it a good game, but EA said our next our next game will not have DLC in it. Oh, that Star Wars game. 
this Battlefront was paid oh, man okay. for at first. The new Star Wars game is different, but uh, but this was you know what two Jedi years ago. Fall, Jedi Fallen Order is a sick game, but it's completely single player, completely offline. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic game. All right, so can we do this? Let's do we, this. Let's do to Mega Man. Let's go to Mega right. Man. I'm sorry <laughs> so, for diverting. All right, well let's talk about this game where everybody's here to hear about Mega Man. talking about Mega Man, we're talking about Rock Man. Rock Man, or Mega Man. Why did they call him Rock Man? Uh, Anybody know? Uh, rock, him. Paper, Scissors? Yes, no. yes. No, come on, guys. Actually, actually, it is Rock, Paper, Scissors. Rock, Paper, Scissors yeah, no, is it's the... not. Yes, it is. It says right here, it says, it says, it says that uh, Mega Man's gameplay was inspired by Rock, Paper, Scissors. Um, actually, okay, I can back that up. Okay, but why call him Rock? I can actually back that up, back that up some, because in Japan they call it Junkin, and that was a very popular game for them, especially back then. Because it's my popular wife in America, in, it's pop, it's, it's more popular there. They basically live or die by it. Let me ask Rob: You ever finished Mega Man? The first one? Yeah. Yes. What yeah. happens at the end? He gets out of his blue uniform and he's running. Oh gosh! And he's oh, running man. left, he, and he, he just runs, runs into, away. No, he, yeah, he runs away and he runs into uh, Dr. Light and who else? Well, his sister, Roll. Oh, does that make sense? Well, they have rock and roll, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's rock man for you. Rock, paper, scissors may have been part of it, but it's rock and roll, dude. That's why they got treble and bass later. Come on, guys. Y'all don't get that joke? <laughs> It's not a joke, it's real. Well, but. this is what it says here. <laughs> this this is just part of it, though. It says, one of the original storylines considered by the team but not used in the final game was uh, final, final game for the game was to have Roll be kidnapped, and Rock had to rescue her. Yeah, mm-hmm. rock so. and roll, brother and sisters. So rock and roll, man. And Rush, who is the uh, dog, was named after the band Rush. Rush. The, the, yeah. can, the Canadian rock band. Absolutely. So it's rock and roll, man. So Come Canada on, did it. produce something great. <laughs> okay, so Brian <laughs> Adams, yeah, Brian Adams, so Brian Adams. Morset, oh, that's that's debatable still. Mike Myers, come on, man. <laughs> uh, they gave us a good South Park too. They good gave South us South Park. Park. I'll, I'll give them that. So, um, so yeah, man. So, what was the original name of the? Uh, well, I got I got a little fact here. So you're right. It's like a rock paper scissors thing. So it's valid. I'm just I'm just picking on you. Uh, but it is valid that it could be because that's that's essentially what it is. The whole game is okay. Mm-hmm. Like if I kill bomb man, guts man is you know he's easy to kill if you got bomb man's thing. So you beat him there. Guts man, you kill cuts man, etc. Um, and so, uh, but do you know what the first name they were considering for rock man was? The name of the game. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It, it's too bad they didn't name it this, but it's called the Battle Rainbow Rock Man. That's a much better name. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. he changed colors. So, um, but anyway, clear. Go ahead with some facts, man. I know you got all the facts on this game. Uh, oh, here. well, I got some good. I got some fun little facts. Um, first game was released December seventeenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. But your is developed and published by Capcom. Um, Akira Kitamura was the director. And Takashi 
Nishiyama was one of the producers. There's some big people there. Um, uh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know those people. I just they want to know their names. Mega Man Two. Um, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, the platforms. The all the platforms that the first uh, Mega Man was released on. Not at the same time, of course, because not all of them were there. Were uh, they've all? It's been released on the Nintendo, of course, PlayStation, mobile phones, Android, Microsoft Windows. So it's actually kind of spanned across a bunch of things. It's been um, redone several times. Ooh, sorry, just had some bad thunder here. We were under some bad yeah. weather here in Mississippi tonight. It's so headed our way. If I jump a little bit, then you'll be, yeah, it'll be all right. Um, power just flickered a little bit, so I apologize for losing power. Um, but uh, let's see. I flipped my, to my other page real quick. So the genres that Mega Man fall under, and this is going to be a controversial thing. We've actually talked about this <laughs> okay. some before, so this is going to be fun. Action the RPG hack- better not be on there. <laughs> action, hack and slash, platformer, role playing, mm-hmm. run and gun, puzzle. Mega Man that's Network a, could that's be. But. All the, that's all the genres that Mega Man span under. And I think that this page is covering the multiple Mega Man yeah. games, not just Mega Man 1. So um, it's it's had a great release. I mean, you got games all the way up until October 2nd of 2018, which Mega Man 11 was released. So they've got tons of games, great, you know, great stuff. Um, I love the graphics on it from the original ones. I thought it was fantastic. It is very much a pixel-precise game. It's one of those... Absolutely. <laughs> got to be precise on your jumps and everything like that. Um I'm trying to think of things without really just jumping into the game of some of the cool stuff. Um, well, the, yeah, the control, so if, cr- controls are really good on it. Yeah, the if you've critic, got pixel perfect, it needs to be control yeah, solid. Contr- controls are really great on it. Um, critics praise Mega Man for its overall design, that the game was not a commercial success, which is surprising that it wasn't commercial success. I was trying to find how many game, how many carts it sold right off the bat, and I lost. I thought I had the number, but I lost it. Um, so just all, overall, a really... Uh, I think it's a really great game um, as far as the stats go. Um, it's uh, review scores in all game. It got a 5 out of 5 stars. Uh, IGN, it was 8 out of 10. Nintendo Power, it was a 4.1 out of 5. And the Games Machine, which I don't know what that is, what that, what that one was, it gave it an 83%. So, looks like it's good. It's number 20 on the uh let's see nintendo power ranked mega man at number 20 on its 100 best nintendo games of all time in september of 97 um then at number 61 in top 200 games in its february 200 uh 20 uh 2016 uh 2006 i'm sorry i'm stuttering really bad tonight um of the 200th issue one up.com included it in their top five overlooked video game prequels as as and as number 17 on its top 25 nes games list so a lot of people really like this game. It does get great ratings. It is a underrated game, in my opinion, because it is a very fun game to play. It's very enjoyable. But the one thing that I don't like about it, and I just want to bring this up because this is more of a fact thing, is the box art cover. It's terrible. Just well. <laughs> absolutely horrible box art cover. But that was also kind of the North American artwork at the time it was just really bad and i think that kind of hurt the sales as well that's just kind of some thoughts that people have said so yeah i'm the sure European the artwork cover yeah. is the best yeah out of all of them but yeah the cover definitely didn't help i remember seeing the kid when i was i remember seeing the game when i was a kid and i was like I'm not gonna touch that one it literally looks like about a 15 year old not, not even 15 like 10 year old drew it i mean not, not even being sarcastic it looks like a 10 year old that that's drawing in class that can draw has a decent amount of drawing ability drew the cover 
and then stuck a picture of a guy's face in there because the face actually <laughs> looks good, but it looks like it's fake. It looks like the face was just stuck in there, and so it looks really bad. And it doesn't represent the game at all. I mean, I have to bring this up because everybody knows why I bought Mega Man X. The cover art, it was, he was in the ocean. It was really awesome. You know, something cool, something different. You made yeah. me want to play the game. Box art's a big thing for games. And I think that's what hurt this game as far well, it's as. It's weird because they just, they have him have a pistol. It's almost like they didn't know he was a robot or something. Even it's almost they, like they, they didn't know anything about the game. He, he, well, he, they, they didn't. So the story is, yeah, what was, I can't remember this. That's exactly what it was. The person that did the box art didn't know anything about the game. Uh, I forgot that there is a story behind that and they just drew what they thought it was. Uh, uh, I can't remember, but yeah, you guys can look it up on the history. Maybe it's on YouTube or something. Uh, and then the Mega Man two, which we're not going to, we're going to touch on, I guess is the box, the box already still has a pistol. Mega Man three finally started getting the European feel. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, that's right. They, they act like they didn't know about the game. Um, Okay, but anyway, something that just to make y'all all laugh, this is this is something I just found out. The canceled Mega Man universe featured a bad box art Mega Man playable character along classic, <laughs> alongside the classic eight big Mega Man. Bad box art Mega Man has since become a playable character in Street Fighter X Tekken. I oh man, that. I don't so, want to be bad. I want to be him. Go check that out. That's a cool little fun thing I just found. Uh, I think it's awesome. A little fun fact. Go check that out and try to play that. So. So I'll give you a couple of little uh, facts about it too. I got just a handful. So they were gonna. So there's this unique one here. Most all, all Mega Man's have uh, eight bosses. This one has six due to limitations, uh, just knowledge, I guess, because Mega Man Two had eight, but um, this one only has six. And they were going to include another uh, robot called Bond Man, and you'll hear it has a unique Japanese name, and it's like a cult classic in uh, in Japan. And um, he was supposed to be, so all of them are construction, right? You know, the Guts Man is the big lifter, Cuts Man cuts stuff, Elect Man is electrical guy, and so on and so forth. Demolition Man, Bomb Man. Uh, but Bond Man, B-O-N-D, was going to be like an adhesive that, you know, they threw around and it's kind of glue stuff together. But they took him out due to the, um, just the system limitations. Well, um, I found, doing the research, I posted it on Facebook, a PSP version it's a remake of the original, which is not a true remake. It has all the it's more stuff you can do and has the original robots in there. The boards are similar, but they are not the same. And you can play the original Mega Man on there, which is cool. Um, but they added two bosses, Time Man and um, Oil Man. And the the creator, that's the guys you're mentioning clear, he was gonna put Bond Man in there and that one, but he decided to leave it kind of the fun legend or whatever that kind of goes around with Mega Man. So he did not put it in that one, but, uh, but there's only six in this one. So, uh, you know, I think we all had our own order as a kid, Rob, did, did you, what was your favorite order to play, man? So I go cut man first. Okay. I definitely play cut man first. I think his level is one of the easiest. And then if you hit him in that, if you get him into that pattern while you're shooting him, he really can't hit you. So yeah. I think I go cut man. Then, Cut man, bomb man, bomb man, yeah, yeah. And then I don't have uh, so that's the problem is I do play Mega Man's. Uh, there was uh, I spent a lot of I spent a couple weeks uh, back to back every weekend just playing one through six, beating them all. And nice. <laughs> I, I do like playing Mega Man's. 
I don't remember the order of anything, so I just go <laughs> yeah. in there swinging. Yeah, there you it go. works. That's the beauty of it. It works. You can beat it if you learn the patterns. Yeah. It oh. makes you really good with lemons, so, you know, lemons is just your hand cannon, so that, that, that's one of the better things. I would still like to beat one of them just only using lemons. Yeah. yeah. So, you bring up a very interesting part of Mega Man is the non-linear level select. And I just want to read this little bit fact. Um, according to Games Radar, Mega Man was the first game to feature a non-linear level select option as a stark contrast to linear games like Super Mario Bros. and open-world games like Legend of Zelda and Metroid. Games Radar credits the level select feature of Mega Man as the basis for non-linear missions. Non-linear mission structure found in most multi-mission open-world side quest-heavy games, such as Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, Spider-Man, those kind of things. So. Yeah, this is, this, cool this is definitely it, yeah. he's def- Mega Man's definitely the forefathers to the what we see now in a lot of games. So I remember being a kid playing this at uh, my cousin's house, and uh, we never got to Guts Man. You couldn't get past the things that go across. Oh, right? the uh, the platform. Oh, yeah, yep. never got across down, it. Yeah. We were young, uh, but Cuts Man, Cuts Man, uh, like you said, was the one of the easiest ones to get to. That was one Bomb Man we got to, and then all you had to do with Bomb Man was run directly at him and shoot, and just keep running. It isn't, and then he'll jump and you turn around and do the same thing. If you do that, you can beat him. Um, and so we did that as a kid. Uh, elect and then we could then the next one was fireman that we could kill uh so bomb man cut man fireman but elect man and ice man they would kill you in like two hits man they had they i don't know why they just are dominating um and so we never did that but the correct boss order is actually bomb man guts man cut man elect man ice man and then fireman so fireman is the end um so yeah so anyway but yeah th- so what what do you think made this game good back then and what do you think uh, is it, you know, makes it a classic, Rob? The selectable level design was, I mean, pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest draw for these games was once you beat a boss, you could use its power. Yeah. Like that was that was unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> it really, it. not only did you have the, uh, the feeling of accomplishment of beating the level, but it's like, getting your cake and eating it too because now i get to think i get to swing these giant scissors yeah so <laughs> that that was the biggest appeal for me um playing Mega Man's when i was a kid just because i wanted to see you know what kind of powers that i get what, what what does he make me do what is what does Iceman make me do yeah and you kind of see this in kirby you see this in um well so yeah this came out after this came out before kirby so oh, kirby yeah. kind of took this and Oh, I can absorb these enemies' powers too, and kind of do that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and and one of the things they did that you know we didn't even catch on to back then. If you go to the Elect Man stage, I believe that's what it is, and you kind of just kind of go through it, you'll see this little gun thing kind of sitting mm-hmm. there, and you're like, "What is that?" And you just oh whatever, and you kept going. Well, then it, it turns out if you switch to Guts Man, you can pick up the boxes and throw it, and now you got a whole other weapon, the M gun, and it makes little platforms. That you Which can keep jumping on. They make it seem like that's an optional upgrade. It's not. It is not. You need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to do it for Wily. Spoiler alert. Uh, but uh, and you can go back and play. You can go back and play the mm-hmm. old stages, right? Mm-hmm. On, on this one, I couldn't remember. So I thought it turned black and you couldn't touch it again. Once I'm it was. Pretty, I'm pretty. You well, have I think to you, be able to. Yeah, because, you have to be able to. Because if you didn't do it in the right order, then you would. Uh, so, but that that's cool. Is you can go back and play the stages and 
unlock new things. The Mega Man X did one of that one of the best, I think. But uh, it started here, and this is in 1987. It's like you were saying, clear Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. These static stages like Duck Hunt and uh, Balloon Fight and all these different things. And then you got Mario scrolling, which is a big deal. Uh, open world completely like Zelda. Oh man! And then you got one that you stage select, and then you power up, and you're getting powerful as you go. Um, what else can I do here? The game's a different experience every time. What if I beat a Lechman first, and then I can go through these stages blasting with his uh, stuff? You know, um, a lot of different scenarios for a kid that can you can really play this game for a long time, um, and it's challenging, man. It is so challenging. It's challenging even for that level of challenge that it was back then. You know, what what rank do you think it would be, Rob, in the top what percent of NES games is challenge-wise, you think? Like, I is think it one for, of the hardest or no? I remember, I, I don't think, I, personally, I don't think it's one of the hardest, but I okay. remember when I we got it on the DS, um, we had, we'd got a DS, we picked up the Mega Man Legacy Collection, and the wife tried to play number one, and I was like, well, play Cut Man first because it's the easiest stage, and those blue uh, spring guys killed her every she's like this game's horrible i can't get like out of the first screen because of these blue guys so i think back in the day yeah i remember being you know on the bus and we were talking about Mega Man about how difficult it is but and it really because of its popularity and its draw to keep playing i really think that it that it raised that aura of difficulty but taken i i think i would say it's in the top 60 percent of, oh, wow. of difficult games absolutely I it's, think it's it, 30 or so, but it's, it's a tough game, but it's one of those games that once you know what to do, it's not that hard. Yeah. And because it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it goes back to that pixel perfect game. Once you know the jumps, you know how everything moves. It no longer, but it's no longer hard. I mean, when you yeah. look at some other games, you have to go through it so many times to make, to get used to it. This one, after you run it once or twice, you're like, okay, I know where to jump. Okay. I know where to dodge. I know where to duck. I know where to stop on the ladder. I know where to, you know, you learn these things really quick in the game. So, so not, I, I would say that's on a, I guess there's different scales that I would go on by NES games. Cause this game doesn't feel cheap. That's what I was no, about to say. Not Cause cheap. I, I put it's, cheap games on a completely different scale. Like, yeah. because Whenever the controls are killing you or whenever bad level design or just shoddy programming is the thing that's killing you, you can't compare that to, like, you can't compare the difficulty of, like, Swamp Thing or the difficulty of Silver Surfer. You might be able to talk about Silver Surfer, but I don't know. I think that's more on the cheap side to games like Mega Man, Mario, Ninja Turtles, all these games that that are punch out, that are difficult. But any time that I died in Mega Man, I never thought, well, the game screwed me over. It was always my fault. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a fair. You can get better at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a factual question for both of y'all. I want to see if y'all know this fact. Mega Man features something that no other Mega Man features, and this feature of it is completely pointless. That's the uh, point system. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and we were coming <laughs> off the Atari age, so I, yeah, like the point system made sense. Like, I there was a weird transition, I think, in Nintendo where they're like, "Oh, some like this might still be relevant, but it's not." <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with the game yeah. whatsoever. Its scores were never recorded, never kept up with, didn't earn you yeah. extra lives. It was just completely pointless. And nobody yeah. ever bragged like, "Oh, I got the high score in Mega Man." It's yeah. like, "Hey, I beat Mega Man." Yeah. Like that's that's what we care about. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't realize that it was 
not even kept anywhere either. It's not mm-hmm. you don't forget to think about it. You don't save it or anything. It's like you got to see it real time. Like, I'll beat this state. I beat Cut Man too, but I usually score uh, 710,720 points. Yeah, let me take and a picture like, and well, send it to Nintendo well, what's Power. Key, what, what's, yeah, what's weird about it is, is each robot master was worth a random number of points between 50 and 100. Oh, I didn't know that. And Doctor Wally was it. always worth two hundred thousand, hmm, but yeah. the the robot masters when when they're all random like that, then yes, the numbers become arbitrary at that point. There's no point for them if they're all random. Yeah, so it's just silly, man. Um, but yeah, it is a, it is an Atari age, and Mario had points. Uh, Duck Hunt had points. Um, I think Duck Duck Hunt had Duck points. I, yeah, I mean, we still had a bunch of games that. You were still in the list in the era of in what, the point what your score is, you know, yeah. because if you look back at your games like Donkey Kong, it was all about who got the top score in Donkey Kong, who got the top score in Pac-Man. wasn't how many stages you beat, mm-hmm. what was your top score, and that was still playing a, a huge factor in that because that was still, you know, late 70s, early 80s, and this is you yeah, know, I mean, mid to late 80s here. Even if you look at a game like Castlevania, like, they still had a point system in there for some reason, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot no about Castlevania. That's all about the experience and the the atmosphere, and they're going to put a point system in there. Yeah. Um. So, is this one of the cases, in your opinion, Rob, that the prequel did not outdo the sequels? And I it, guess video games is different. They kind of do. The sequels usually do outplay them, but they definitely undersold themselves with the box art on this one, and probably not proper promotion but it reached enough people that capcom said okay well let's do another one let's 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 work all these bugs out and because i think we can make a masterpiece and i think a lot of people regard Mega Man 2 as being just that is the staple of Mega Man. you know when yeah. you think about Mega Man when you're a kid you're usually thinking about Mega Man 2 and i think that when was Mega Man 2 released 89 88 It'd be 80, I don't know, probably so two years I got, later. I got a time 89. Yeah, uh, Mega Man 2 was actually 88. 88. So by the time this game was actually like gaining speed, they were like, bam, here, here's some Mega Man 2. And I think it just, everyone forgot about it. And it just became a talking point on the bus where, oh, that game's too difficult. Just play Mega Man 2. It's much better. Yeah. And, and that was, Mega Man 2 was released in Japan in 88 in North America and PAL regions the following years. Okay, so about two years after that, yeah. But I I don't want to say that this game is superior to any other ones in the entries, but it holds its ground very well. Yeah. Well, when you're looking at the fact that you had Mega Man, and then you have the Mega Man X series, and then you have Mega Man Zero series, mm-hmm. and the Man of Mega, Mega Man ZX series, then the Mega Man Legends series the Mega Man Battle Network series, and the Mega Man Star Force series. You have all of this that have come from Mega Man. That's pretty indicative of its first game, of how good of a game it was, and to me, what it started and what it grew. And I personally feel, and this is just my own opinion, that the majority of your people want to play the OG Mega Man series. Yeah. I really do feel. I think, like, does it... When when you play it for two or three weeks in a row and you run through one through six, by the time do you get to six, you're like, oh man, this is really repetitive. Sure, but that's not the case for everyone. You know, people are gonna pick these up like, oh man, I used to play Mega Man when I was a kid, and they're gonna pick it up and have a blast. And it's not gonna be, it's not gonna feel repetitive at all. Um, 
to much like so I, I my first game that i bought for the switch was Mega Man 11 yeah it, nice it, it's a good game yep. like yes it, it has the same attributes that these other games have and plus it adds a little bit more it's still really fun so i'm reading here and i didn't realize there was some storyline changes from the japanese version to the western version Hmm. Um, like in this they significantly changed some of the original Japanese manual in, in our version Dr. Light and Dr. Wily um, here, here Dr. Light's uh, assistant turned disloyal co-create the humanoid robot Mega Man along the six advanced robots each of whom were designed to benefit the Monstratropolis citizens no such place existed in the original plot Mm. Dr. Wily grows disloyal of his partner and reprograms these six robots to aid himself in taking control of the world creating the seven empires of Monstropopolis. Dr. Light sends Mega Man, of course, to destroys Philip, whatever. But I just thought that was cool because it's, 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 it's different, you know? So the first creation was Proto-Man. And that's why it's like prototype. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Proto-Man, and he, um, he got discarded by Dr. Light. And it's like, okay, whatever, he's gone. Well, then Dr. Wiley picked him up and says, okay, well, I'm going to fix you up. Fixed him up. And that's why he's turning into Mega Man and uh, Mega Man Three. I can't remember if he's in Mega Man Two or not. Um, uh, Proto Man was not Mega Man Two. Okay, he's just in Mega Man Three, and so that's where he came from. And then he made uh, all Mega Man was just a little a bus boy as a regular guy back and forth, and you know he, did, he developed all these robots to do humanity, fix humanity, or whatever, helping humanity. Uh, same way with uh, Roll, who's like the housekeeper and helping that, and then um, she was not a fighting robot. And neither was Mega Man at first, but he still had these... Uh, he had a strong sense of justice. Yeah, it was kind of like Captain America, mm-hmm. you know. And then he got supercharged and um, to fight off Wily's robots. Yeah he, actually, so yeah, he actually offered to Dr. Light saying, hey, you can change me into a fighting robot to stop Dr. Wily's plan. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, that's how yeah. he becomes Mega Man. Yeah. And so he... Uh, Dr. Uh, Light's first name is Thomas Light, and then uh, Wiley is um, Albert Wiley. And it's kind of a, a unique correlation. Uh, nobody knows why, but uh, you basically have Thomas Edison and uh, Albert Einstein is where they, they got it from. Well, I mean, it the makes Jap- point. The I mean, Japanese. I mean, it makes point because Thomas Edison was kind of the creator of the light bulb, yeah. the light. And then Dr. Wiley, you know, Albert Einstein was considered the wild crazy scientist because the E equals MC square was just a wild concept at the time. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. And too, with, when you look at Albert Einstein, is there a picture of him with his hair, not standing up? Like he stuck his finger in a light socket. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the most common, you know, that would make the most perfect sense to me. Um, but they, some speculate that, you know, since Albert Einstein, why would he be the evil one? Well, because he helped develop atomic bomb, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to look at him and go, wow, what an evil creator, mad genius, and, you know, all this destruction. So let's uh, let's make this guy that way. But to me, um, I think it's the same way you just said. I mean, just look at him. He's just the wild, crazy guy, Thomas, or Albert, Albert Einstein. And yeah, Thomas let Edison stole the light bulb from Tesla. And then so he, he got credit from it. <laughs> got to throw anyway, that Tesla reference uh, there. <laughs> so, but, um, but it's very interesting. Just some fun facts. He's named the blue bomber and, uh, 
the only reason he's blue is because the blue had a slightly bigger color palette on the NES. That's the only reason he's blue. That's the makers have gone on record to say that is the only reason Mega Man is blue because it has a slightly bigger color palette. And uh, that's it. But he's become, like you were saying with all these games, he is legend. He's classic. They had a cartoon come out in 94. Mm-hmm. That's a good cartoon. And you can it watch it all on YouTube. And uh, wasn't as quite as good as I remember, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, like it's, Thundercats. It's, oh, <laughs> clear. I thought you clear is not even paying attention. He's reading, but um, look at him. He still ain't even called on to it. <laughs> clear, are you even there? Are you with yeah, us? I'm He's just making fun of Thundercats, man. You just sit there and read. I'm sorry, my brain is so fried uh, from no. being sick, dude. So, <laughs> so anyway, but now these the cartoons are just good, man. They got Disney Plus got Gummy Bears and Darkwing Duck. They're <laughs> dude, terrible. Dude, I did, man. I did, oh. try, I did try to watch uh, Thundercats again better, after but... you know years of you know preaching how wonderful it is. It's hard to watch. Yeah, they all know? are, man. I mean, even the, the I mean, even the X Men. So, like, me and Hollywood were big fans of the 1990s X Men com- uh, 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 comic or whatever, mm-hmm. and. I started watching it because it's on Disney Plus, and I started rewatching it, and I just couldn't stay into it because, like, it's just they really—it's like they just threw the drawings together, you know? Because you see a lot Is that of the one where, things. Where Jean Grey yeah, blows up does. that arcade cabinet in the very beginning. That's Jubilee. No, that's where Jubilee is where Jubilee, yeah, where Jubilee yeah. does her thing. Yeah, yeah that was a, uh, well. I guess I got to rewatch it because I always thought that was a good show. That I watched that was a great watch, show. Like, that and then this the uh, animated Spider Man. Yeah, go back and watch them. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. There's it's it's good, but when you watch it, you're not like all in all like you used to be because I mean, when you look <laughs> at it, look watch it, watch Wolverine. Yeah, well, you used to get read a little com- lost in it. Now you know it's a cartoon. It's Re- weird. Read the comics uh, of Wolverine, and you know how violent he is. Watch the cartoon. There's never any bloodshed. He never he cuts never uses anybody. his claws. He yep. never uses his claws. Oh <laughs> wow, really? That, you, yeah. When you notice that, it messes it up, man. And we're all and we were <laughs> he all cuts robots, when we were kids. But... We, were, we were all struck when we were kids. But the minute that you realize that that he never uses his claws on a person, he always uses just his fists on a person. He'll jump at him, but for some reason, something knocks him out of the air. You know, he is the most knocked out of the air character on that on that <laughs> on that on that cartoon. It's so funny. But I'm sorry for so, splitting up from that, but that's just... Oh, no, no. It's it's funny because we're talking about Wolverine, and we have yet to talk about the Yellow Devil in Mega Man 1. Okay. What are you talking about? Like just the absolute... Ins- I think it would be a much worse game. You know, that you know you guys know about the Yellow Devil, the hardest thing that's ever happened in Mega Man series, if you fight it correctly. So he's just like he's just a yellow guy. He's got a big red eye. Shoots laser beams oh, out of gosh, his eye. Oh yeah. I hate him. I know the trick though. Yeah. So I mean, you can pa- yeah. So you can hit select on if you have the NES controller man. and pause it, and then you hit hit him with elect man, and you can kill him. And so the two times that I beat Mega Man, the first time I'm not gonna lie, I used that trick, I'm and then use it. Tell you right yeah, now. I, f- I felt bad, and I was like. <laughs> uh, I, I, I gotta hang get, my head in sorrow. I won't tell anybody I used the trick. I gotta go do this again. <laughs> so the tr- let me tell the trick real quick for the tips and tricks. So what he's talking about is if you shoot elect man, and a select is pause. And then if you unpause it, it hits again. So if you keep pausing, uh, pausing and unpausing over and over real fast, it will continue. It will just sit there and destroy the red devil. 
a yellow devil sorry yeah. so anyway that's your tip and trick like we told you about in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> so sorry sorry yeah, you're gonna need it if you're if you get yeah. that far I never got past him, by the way, with, uh, and I didn't never use a trick. I oh, really? No, yeah, I never. I could never get past him, even as an adult. He's hard, hard to uh, beat. He's man. the great. He's he's the great filter, and yeah, memorizing that pattern is. So I wonder it, if speedrunners get away with using that. They do. Cheat. They do. They yeah, use it's in it. the game. Yeah, they all can, all speedrunners yeah. can do those glitches. Okay. So it it would it would qualify the speed run into any percent because there's like different there's like hundred percent and then any percent so it would qualify the game into any percent but I think that's the most popular speed run category anyway. Yeah. But it uh, it you watch the YouTube videos of someone beating it and you're like okay I can do that, <laughs> and then you get in there and you're like oh I can't do this yeah. this is crazy. I watched a playthrough and the guy did not use the trick and you start, you can notice the pattern a lot easier mm-hmm. when you're just kind of sitting back and you're not in the heat of the moment. Um, but man, when you are in that moment, it is so hard to beat dude. And you got to turn around and shoot quick. I mean, you turn around and shoot before the eye even opens and you use the elect man anyway, and it'll hit him and it takes a little bit more off, but man, it's, you have to dodge, dodge it like five, six times. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then he, then I saw the net and I'd never seen past that believe it or not. And I just watched the playthrough, you know, a couple days ago to get ready for this. And, uh, man, it looks difficult, dude. And then you got to fight your clone. Uh, yeah, you can use yeah. a trick it's, on that too. It's a lot easier fighting your clone in that one than like legend of Zelda two. You know, well, you got a trick for that too. All Nintendo games have a trick. <laughs> <in the program laughs> it's like, so, uh, but, um, well, man, the, yeah, the music in this game, let's talk about the music for a minute. Uh, and I really don't know what to say about it except for it's awesome. Every, the, the theme song is all it, known. It fits the, perfect. It's just a yeah. perfect blend. It's like a robotic and, you know, the whole techno. And then they copied some uh, journey for the elect man stage, and which made it even better. I so, would say this, this is probably the first game when I was playing as a kid where, like, I would want to listen to this music outside of the video game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if I could just, I, I, you know, obviously iPods weren't a thing back in the day, but if they were, it would have been on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had to plug your Nintendo. I found out when you could plug your Nintendo into the back of my C- uh, CD player and record on a tape, huh. it, it worked, dude. I did this Final Fantasy uh, 3 like that. <clears throat> but uh, I'm sure you could do the same thing if you had the AV for the uh, NES. Yeah. But the uh, but AV for NES is only red and yellow, right? And Super Nintendo had all three. Yeah, it's it's a mono, so it's only red and yellow. But if when you're hooking it up, there's a certain pattern that you. I think if you plug, so yellow's a video. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but if you plug the white into, so the problem if you listen to like uh, someone streaming the NES through headphones, you only hear it in one headphone because it's only getting monoed. But if you hook the white into it and then the white into the TV under the red as well, then it'll play through both buds of the headphones. And that okay. might not be correct. You can, you can go on YouTube and you look can it do, up. You but, can do a splitter on it and it, and, yeah. it, and it quote unquote split the audio, but mm-hmm. it's not really a split of the audio. Like it would be, you're basically getting the same sound both sides. Cause it's like yeah. when you have that true left, right audio, if you shoot across the screen in your headphones, it should go across your headphones. You yeah. Know, but it TV, just, it would too. So, 
Yeah, like the way I have my Nintendo hooked up is if someone's listening through headphones. Because I was actually playing one night, and my buddy said, "Man, I, it's only coming through one headphone. It's only coming through one po- you know earbud." And looked into it, so now it's I have it set up properly. But um, back oh. to the music. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah. The, the music in this game is phenomenal. I I, I think my personal favorite is Mega Man Three, yeah. but. You know, you throw some Mega Man 1 tunes on, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mega Man 2, uh, Mega Man 3 was the first one I owned. I rented, like, Mega Man 2 a lot. Uh, I love that game, too. But Mega Man 3, uh, and not to get, yeah, I don't want to talk, not get too far into it. Okay, but, all right. <laughs> well, you know, you just, that you had to beat the bosses again. And I thought mm-hmm. that was the... Oh, fr- okay, like the Wily, like the Wily stages? Yeah, so in the Wily yeah. stages, they're all in there. And I thought that was unique to Mega Man 3, but in Mega Man 1... After I went back and watched it again, you do have to fight them again. Of course, you don't get to pick. You get to pick uh, if you learn, you know, you go into a little a capsule and it's going to get you not a random boss. The bosses are there on mm-hmm. part three. Uh, so if you knew which capsule was which, you would know the, the order. Um, it's not supposed it's just kind of hidden. But on Mega Man 1, you kind of drop in a room and it's going to give you the boss. So, uh, and then you kill the boss and move on. So that's, that's interesting. I didn't even realize that until I watched that playthrough again, because I never got past yellow devil. Yeah. He is definitely a stone wall for every, most people. So just saw another random cool fact, you know, we were talking about just a few minutes ago about Dr. Light and Dr. Wiley's their first name and who they were kind of based on the character design, the actual graphical design. Dr. Light was actually, was based on Santa Claus. Yeah. You can see his drawing. And then, and then, actual Albert Einstein was Doctor Wiley's drawing. The latter was meant to represent archetype, uh, ar- archetypical mad scientist. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely it. I think that's reaching a little bit to talk about the bombs and all that. But, um, well, cool. What else you guys got about this game, man? There's no microtransactions in it, which is great. <laughs> you know, you can get the whole game. You do have some disappearing platforms, though, which I might have I might have paid for back in the day to get past them. <laughs> what do you mean you paid for them? Oh, no, I said I, I would have. Oh, paid. I see. What you're I <laughs> oh yeah, man. And one of the things too that this game does that hate it or love it, I don't know. But if you kill an enemy and you back off that screen a pixel and oh, come yeah. back, it's right back. And that's brutal when you're trying to. Uh, and, and enemies can continue to come when you're trying to jump platforms and knock you down. So it is brutal, man. I mean, it is one of the harder games. I think, like you know, like you were saying, we're kind of used to um, these controls. We're used to the way the game plays, and we played all you know, which uh, all these different Mega Mans. So we know how it plays. Which before we go, man, I wanted to ask you, Rob, did you ever play nine and ten? No, I have not. Would you be I interested in playing them? I guess yeah. is another question. Oh yeah, I would definitely be interested in playing them. I think the last one that I got was Mega Man Eight for the PlayStation, and then. So nine and ten are old school NES graphics. Did you know that they redid and they made a nine and a ten, and it's the old school style. So actually, I do. I did know. Well, I didn't know that they were NES graphics. I know that they released some promo items um, to like uh, to media sources for them to promote the game, and it came in like original NES uh, boxes. And I was like, "Is there a cart in there?" And there's not a cart in there. It's just like some CD samples <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, I didn't know that they went back to the original uh, yeah. graphic-wise. Yep, they released 9, and it's just as difficult as before. So it's interesting from a collector's standpoint, like you're talking about nostalgia, if that would be something 
like, man, if I could play that, would it have the same impact as, you know, playing Mega Man 5 again or something? You know, yeah. a whole new Mega Man game and the exact same graphics and everything. Well, exact same difficulty. Since you're holding Nintendo Switch, you can actually get those games. Are they on the Switch? It says right here that it was. Well, it's there. There, the only physical release for them are in the Mega Man Legacy Collection too. That's their oh. only physical release, and they were. But you never, still download that part? Yeah, you probably. have to download it. Yeah, it's all a download on that. So, like the um, Mega Man Nine and Ten were never released by themselves physically. There were only download copies released mm. on. Uh, let's see. The WiiWare, PlayStation Network, and Xbox Live Arcade in, uh, let's see, when was, when was the date? The like 2008. 2008 or something. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. And so you're looking at, you know, they were only released there. They're both utilizes the simple 8-bit style. And um, now, if you want to, you can get them through the Legacy Collection 2, which you can either download the Legacy Collection 2 or you can buy the cart for it, but you still end up downloading half of the games anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's I hate that, dude. Uh, we, we talked about that. I think that should have gone. That could be right in there with all these microtransactions and mm-hmm. pre-ordering games. Just well, put I was, it on a cart, dude. I was sad because I bought both of them because you can you can buy the cart, and when you buy the cart of the Legacy Collection, is Legacy Collection 1 and 2 on there, and all of Legacy Collection 1 is on there. I think it's up to 6. Six is on the card, okay. and then the rest, like seven through ten, are downloads. So, what oh, happens man. if you purchase the game but don't have the internet? Well, then, yeah. you're, first of all, you're living somewhere that you know you probably shouldn't even have that. Type <laughs> you got to go money. to the fire station, <laughs> and download it, <laughs> hooking your computer, hooking your game system up, and then the police I mean, department. It's true. It'll say you on the thing. I mean, it's like I talked about this in one of these smooth around. Like one of the first ones I did was that. If you if you go to some place that's still selling Vita games, and you see you'll see a Minecraft for Vita, mm-hmm. and it's just a box, dude. And it's a download code in there. Mm-hmm. That is so ridiculous, man. Um, and they still do that with other games. And the thing about it is, it's not like these games can't fit on a um, cart. Of course they can, um, but it's just you know they want you to go on a download. I don't know why. And um, but. It's always like, you know, seriously, what if I bought a game online? And I know what they would do. They'd give you the money back. But you, you always wonder sometimes if I bought a game online and then I read the user agreement and go, no, I don't agree with that. Can I take the game back now? I don't agree with that. I don't want to take it. <laughs> well, come on, man. You're being silly. You just approve it. Well, they could put anything in there. You, know, you can't take you, it back to Walmart. Walmart, if you open the cellophane, you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I don't agree with the user agreement then, Walmart. They didn't. They didn't have the user agreement printed on the outside of the box or anything. Uh, how am I supposed to know they were going to try to take my copy of all the stuff I was playing with and share it with their affiliates and whatnot? Uh, <clears throat> well, um, you have to take that up with a company. You know, I don't know what they would do. This is interesting though, because everybody just assumes you're just going to approve it. So then they need to have it on there if everybody's just going to arbitrarily agree to it. Yeah. You know, which I, I do, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I wonder what that if somebody actually did their due diligence in life and read it and said, you know, I'm not doing it. So anyway, man, that's interesting. So yeah, that that's good to know that it's all on the legacy collection though. If you wanted to play it in uh nine and 10, not being a physical release, I get it, but you still could put it on a card, I guess. But, uh, that, yeah, we can con- know, well, that's what we should contact limited run games for. Let them do a limited yeah. run of the two. But here's the thing that happened to me just recently, you know, just talking about these new games and we're getting off topic here, but, uh, talking about these new games that are coming out on the new systems that are probably going to be two or at least twice as big 
as the mm-hmm. games that are now. So you got a Red Dead 200 gigs. Man, you, if you're done, I hadn't played Red Dead in, you know, let's say I hadn't played Red Dead in six months, a year. I got other games to play. Uh, this happened to me. If you go to your library on PlayStation, and I see a few games on there, PT, which is the playable trailer, um, that was going to come out for Silent Hill. Try to download that right now. See if you can get it. Nope, you can't because the servers are down. They're not going to put it back up. That game got discontinued. There are several games like that. You can't download them. What if you deleted Red Dead, for an example, and then you know, 10 years later you want to play it, but you can't because you don't have the storage, right? So you're making away, and then you try to download it again. You can't play it, a game that you have bought. It's hard to think of from guys like us that grew up with these physical copies of games. Uh, that's all we know, and that, I don't think it's going away. But it's just something to think about, you know. Well, I mean, on that on that kicker there, think about it like this: you buy a game, an MMO like Destiny, WoW, things like that. When the servers are off, it's gone. Game's gone. Yeah, I know. But those, no, no are, how you much, kind of expect those too. Like, like, well, with WoW, you expect that. Destiny, I didn't think that was expected at first, and now it's it's well, like any that. MMO will yeah. be like that. Yeah, but uh, so you kind of know, hey, I mean, there's they've been some that's kind of gone out. Wow, you know, if yeah, if, if they turn the servers off, you know, the MMOs lasting for so long forever is probably not going to happen. <clears throat> but just a regular one player game that you can mm-hmm. play, you know, that's uh, mm, so I don't know. Just it's just think about that, man. I make you not want to download anything because I, I don't know how many games I can not download now on that game. That's system. why you should check out Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's breaking the mold on check that. It out. It's breaking the mold on that. That they're they're trying to change up things like that because it is a single player does not require internet connection. Right there. If you have it, you can play it. Well, let me tell you, I got my heart broke uh, last week when my wife read off to me that they have delayed Cyberpunk 2077 from April till September. So this is my birthday, though. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, dude, I'm glad they good thing for them. I mean, I'm, I don't have any hate towards CD Projekt Red. You want to talk about keep gaming pure? That's the company that keeps it pure. You want so, to know the uh, remember why they did that? Because it wasn't ready? Because they want it to sit on the next-gen consoles. Mm. September, to, though. That's not enough I know, time. I know. It's, not, it's, it's the time, but it's like a month-ish before they start releasing it. And the theory and push is... push it back is, again. The theory is they might push it back again because they want it to sit and live on the next-gen consoles. Dude, that will sell a console, dude. It will. I will buy there. I will buy that. Well, you know Final Fantasy VII Remake got pushed back as well. It did no. Yes. Well, if you get, Star it, Wars, here we come. Well, the good thing about it is it only got pushed back a month from March uh, to April. Okay. It's, it's, it's uh, April 10th is its release date now. Gosh, they've only been sitting on it for 10 years. I know. Since they, were, since they said they were going to release it. <laughs> Not 10 years since Final Fantasy VII. Do you, but. Do you think that they're going to have uh, the cross-dressing parts and like the gay bathhouses in Final Fantasy VII Remake? I don't think they they're going to have it. that, unfortunately. You, th- you think they'll keep it in? Because right now, from what I've seen of the stuff for Final Fantasy VII, they haven't really taken anything out. They've added two. Okay. And so... Well, and they'll keep kinda, the cross-dressing, probably. And it's kind of a retelling. If you retelling, go back and look at it. It's kind of a retelling of the story as well, too. So it's like telling of the story in a different... Almost a different well, set of eyes dude, in a little bit. So That's how they could... That's what our theory was when we did that podcast, that the safest way to do it is just to tell the story as it was and just say, hey, it was a different time, blah, blah, blah. But um, I, if you go back and watch it, I don't think there's anything like derogatory in there. 
but it is like I don't know. I don't remember you gotta, it well as, enough. But as I remember long last time I played make, it, I thought there's no way they're going to have this in as there. As long as they're not it, making it, fun of gays, yeah, they should. They probably will have it in there, especially with the way the LBG, LBGT movement is now. I mean, it'll kind of be kind of like a oh look, they finally are letting it be in video games, and a lot of people say yeah, oh, it's the I, first I, time it's there. When if you go back to the original Final Fantasy VII, it was there back then. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Like, there's nothing nefarious about it, or you know, any it's controversial implications though. of wrong. It was, if you watch the, if you go into those honey honey bee rooms, is what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, and you start looking in there and going in there, there's little scenes that pop up, and it's like if you watched it again, you kind of like when you watch it now, you're like, God, man, I did not, I did not catch on to this when <laughs> yes. I was, you know, is this why I am like this? <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah, I did not watch, I did not catch on to this back in the day. I didn't think anything of it, you know, mm-hmm. and so with all this culture now, everybody's ultra sensitive. So I mean, you know, it's uh. That's really what I'm getting at. Um, and the truth is, man, I mean, any publicity is good publicity. So if they put that out there yeah, and then they true. catch, catch heat for it, I mean, it just makes the game even more. Get, they get free advertising, essentially. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited about it. They're only going to go. They don't, they're only going to go. Uh, yeah, that happens in Midgar. They're not even going to leave Midgar. That's the only thing that, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get into Final Fantasy VII. We've kind of. But it's I said I guess they pushed it back so that's that'll be April now right they April pushed back to yeah so that's not far man that's not too bad but I so. will tell you for all your listeners out there that pre-order you better go contact whoever you pre-ordered it through because they're canceling all the pre-orders for it that's kind of the kicker on it is what? That, that they they can't since the, since the pushback like by February twenty eighth they're canceling all of the pre-orders or you have to like go in and say hey i still want the game basically if you haven't said you still want the game they're going to cancel your pre-order all right well we'll have to talk let's talk about this on the next podcast sure this is yeah, some we'll good cover, information we can uh, cover that on the next podcast we'll do one soon we'll kind of do like a maybe 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 we can do like a news one because there's a lot of news out there that we haven't covered yet and kind of can hit on that and grow on it so we need to start getting back into the once a week or once at least once every two weeks yeah uh, we do do that so but uh but anyway been kind of been kind of busy there's always everybody's busy but um anyway this was a fun one man i'm glad that we got to go back and do these old school games this is kind of what we were founded on and uh and it's good to have some guy like rob here who's a collector knows all about the nes and get his opinion on that and just felt good to chop it up with my boys again i mean he pointed out so, the yellow devil we totally, totally forgot about the yellow devil <laughs> oh yeah man <laughs> I'll never forget uh, him. He's in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so He's going to start moving on you tonight. Well, cool, guys. Check us out on Facebook.com slash H&KEXP. Like us, follow us, give us a review. Um, thank you guys for uh, commenting and hanging out there with us. It's a lot of fun. Uh, some funny posts there and some good conversation with some good people. So, Yeah, check out Clear Hour's 10-hour-plus uh, extravaganza on Borderlands 3 pictures. That uh, <laughs> he, he, he accidentally left his PS4 on, didn't know that it didn't cut off, and it stayed logged in to <laughs> Borderlands 3 for, actually probably stayed in, logged into Borderlands 3 probably for about 36 hours straight. So uh, I nice. knew when it said, uh, you've been, I saw you two days in a row, I knew something was wrong. I played it, and I did it, <laughs> I did it remote play um, on, my, on my laptop. And I hit the button that said log out and everything. It's supposed to log out and, sh- and uh, sh- put the PlayStation 4 back into sleep mode. Well, the next morning, I'm sitting here in the den, turning on the TV for my son. I look up, and the white light is on my PlayStation. So I was like, huh, it's still on. 
didn't think anything about it. I just went on about my business because maybe it said it needed to do some downloads or something and came on or whatever. And then that's when I get the message from Weed Doc on Facebook about, hey, Clearfire's been on for 10 plus hours and not moved a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it would so, kick you out, but it uh, Borderlands 3 doesn't have a timeout on it. Well, all right, man. Well, appreciate you joining us, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, good times as always, my friend. So, all right, dude. We all take it easy, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Take care, everybody. Later. Later.